Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyrics ever. With the juvenile flush on that one? <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with that crap. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast. And this week, it is my pick. We're doing Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. You guys ready to do this? I'm ready. Anthony, I'm, I'm wondering if if we have a catch line worthy this week. Here, I don't know if it's any good or not. I had trouble figuring out one for this week. Let's try this. It's the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Time to free fall into full moon fever. That's not, not bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, bad. You see, like now that. the weeks that you like, I don't think you got anything good. I actually think you're pretty good, man. Turn out to be solid. Solid. Yeah, that's, you incorporated two really good songs into one. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. It's hard. Sometimes, well. sometimes they pop. They pop into my head. Sometimes they, they don't. So, you know. I'll tell you what, before we get started, bit. Anthony, thanks for dropping that special bonus episode last yeah. week. Yeah. Solid. I enjoyed it. Great listen. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think about old TP here. This is a classic from 1989. I know that it's, this should be in all of our wheelhouses. Uh, and as a matter of fact, if you like music in general, it should be in your wheelhouse. This is, this is a classic, <laughs> I would dare say, uh, before we even get started. But let's start rocking this thing out. Track number one, it's called Free Fallin'. Jesus in America too. She's a good girl. She's crazy about Elvis. Loves horses and her boyfriend too. And it's a long day living in Reseda. There's a free. I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart Guys, Free Fallen, I'm going to go ahead and say it, arguably one of the greatest songs Tom Petty has ever written. Um, this one was his third single released, and I mean, clearly it had massive success back in, what, 89 when it was when it came out. Uh, I actually love this one. Love the vocals, the catchy chorus, the overall vibe of this tune, just happy-go-lucky. song features one of the Beatles playing guitar nonetheless. So, George Harrison, guest starring on this one, you can... I mean, there is so much influence on this album that is Beatlesque. It's not even funny. I mean, it's almost like, uh, yeah, obviously, Tom Petty was friends with most of those guys to begin with, but he was really close friends with George Harrison. So, 
nonetheless, he has George on this record. Outstanding, if not iconic, I find it to be a 10. Chris? I'm looking at the page for this here. It looks like Harrison was on I Won't Back Down, actually, instead of oh, I thought uh, it was Free, free Fallen he played on this one. Did he not do uh, this? It just says additional musicians for I Won't Back Down on the Wikipedia I'll page. I'll be dang. I thought he, did, I thought he wrote the riff for Free Fallen. It is Wikipedia, know, though, so let's put it that yeah, way. That's true. Do you, Nonetheless, do you I know some, that. Uh, all right. And I have him writing on the next song, too, so yeah, I mean, wow. Okay, well, it's entirely possible that I'm missing something, so I'm not going to Anyway, I'll move on. <laughs> no, that's 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 great. I mean, I know they All right, travel let's get the rumble controversy this morning already. Let's start it out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, All this right. this is a classic, iconic song that everyone should know. If they don't, they've been living under a rock. Uh, <laughs> you know something I like about Tom Petty? I've and I noticed a lot this album. He he just it's not real complicated stuff, man. It's just simple chords overlaid with like classic lyrics. And he's not even that good a singer, honestly. He's kind of like a Bob Dylan when it comes to singing, as far as that. I mean, his vocals are. He aren't has great, a folky but, vibe, yes. But I think he has good vocals. I like his vocals. Yeah, it's I, to me, I like, and I said this a lot, and that kind of reminds me of like a modern version of Bob Dylan with his vocals. I mean, it's just like, uh, but that listen, man, that's just his style. Uh, sometimes the best music out there isn't the greatest vocalist. It's just a really right. good lyricist, True. and and. Uh, like I said, man, it's got these classic kind of like guitar vibes that come over top of it. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, th- I think this is a fantastic song. Uh, the question for me is, is it perfection? Uh, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, I've debated this for a minute, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I listened to John Mayer do a cover of this song. And John Mayer is a good vocalist, and he absolutely crushed the cover of this song. I think I it's better than the that. original. <laughs> You, you do you disagree? I, I was walking through my grocery store and that song came on. It's like this is a much worse version than the Tom Petty version. It's whinier. It's gradier. I don't know why it bugged me so. But well, personally, we'll agree to disagree on that one because I, I feel like he absolutely crushed it. That said, this is a ten. I mean, no doubt in my mind. I was, I was like, I was like, am I really debating this? This is obviously a ten. I mean, everybody knows this song. It's a huge hit, and it's perfection for Tom Petty. So yeah, I think it's a ten. Agreed. All but right. I do think that John Merrick version is very good. I, I'm not sure you it's, actually. Are you I, sure you heard that version? Yes, it's I probably did. been covered multiple times. It was it's John Mayer. Of, it was John Mayer. Trust me, I heard it because I was, I was. It was one of my things in my head. How much I hear "Free Falling." You know, it's, it's mm. really played a lot, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this isn't Tom Petty. This is John Mayer." And I was like, "This isn't as good. It's good, and he does a good job." What do you with think, it. Jimmy? Just, have you heard? Have you heard the I Mayer version? Heard, I think Mayer does a great job playing it. To be honest with you, yeah, I just he really does, man. But he crushes it. that being said. I think Tom's is better personally, Chris. That's just my opinion. Um, only because there is a grit and grain to his vocal style that, that can't be covered. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Well, slows it down a little bit. He does. It's too, not so. the same pace, yeah. for sure. I think it's, I mean, it's an honorable He cover. does a really good job with, uh, what's the other one? That that uh, Sting song, or the Police song, that uh, sending out an SOS. Oh, that yeah. song? You know what I'm that is a great the, song, yeah. Message he does a great job with that, too. Yeah, message message bottle. Bottle. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That is it. Yeah, anyway, no, no. I, I look. Not I'm not knocking about, John so. Mayer. He's freaking incredible. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, great. It is great. It's a great cover. But I, I do, I do lean toward the Tom version better. All right, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony talk you're, to us. You're up. Uh, Songfacts.com. In a 2006 interview with Esquire magazine, Petty said, "Free Falling is a very good song." 
Maybe it'd be one of my favorites if it hadn't become this huge anthem, but I'm grateful that people like it. So it sounds like Tom himself says, it's a bit overplayed, but uh, I'm glad people really enjoy it. So, um, And Songfax also says, Petty often tells a story about performing this song at a pivotal night in his career. His label, MCA, rejected the Full Moon Fever album when he submitted it in 1988, claiming they didn't hear a hit. Crestfallen, he went to a dinner party. (laughs) This is songfacts.com. This is songfacts.com now, people. So, you know, this is what they're saying. So, Green salt, I got you. Crestfallen, he went to a dinner party with George Harrison and Jeff Lynn at the home of Mo Austin, head of Warner Brothers Records. Harrison had them break out the guitars and play Free Fallen, which I would love to have been there to see, which everyone thought was great. When Petty explained that it wasn't good enough for his label, Austin offered to sign him and put it out. They did the deal, but kept it secret until Petty fulfilled his commitment to MCA. Austin didn't have to put it out, though. In 1989, management changed at MCA. The new regime liked Full Moon Fever and released it. So just... It's just sounded amazing. Like, it sounded like they needed I, a management change from. His, oh my! <laughs> I cannot believe. I, I'm not even a fan I, of the style of music, and I love this record. What in the hell? It <laughs> oh it, it it just makes you it it's it's those things that just that happen in time in the past that just those little nuances that, like with Tom Sawyer, Rush probably wouldn't have put that on their album. They didn't really care for Tom Sawyer all that much, and look what Tom Sawyer and became. From. I'm just saying. Know, you don't know. know what things are going to become at the time, you know, and yeah, you know, anyways, but wow. I heard that and I was like, man, that's crazy to hear. I, I can't believe that this almost didn't happen. That's, that's <laughs> this was good. his first solo album too, which is another oh thing. God. So yeah, it's um, his first solo album. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, but, uh, you know, what I said about free falling, uh, this is about the best way to open Petty's first solo album. It works. Tom sounds great. Music is great. Catchy chorus, easy breezy vibe. I mean, what's not to like about it? It's a it's a thirty for us. It's a ten for me too. It's perfection. So excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's go to track number two. I would dare say this is going to continue the greatness. I won't back down. Baby, there ain't no easy way out. This is back-to-back home runs. First single from this record. It's possibly one of my, it, it may be my favorite Tom Petty song of all time, honestly, guys. 
Super absolute catchy. Another song that features the Beatles playing guitar, none other than George Harrison, which, Anthony, I, I can't, did you say George Harrison was with him when they played the guitar that night at MCA or wherever it was at? Yeah. Uh, okay, that's maybe that's what I thought house he wrote the song. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they went back and jammed or something at his house with they that are, song. So. I mean, obviously huge friends, uh, but um, God Almighty, so catchy, easy to sing along with. That's probably why this was the first single from this album. It's a magical song. It's going to be a hit to the end of time. I was watching some football last night, and of course, if you guys watch college football, the Gators <laughs> play this song pretty much every game. At I, I guess at halftime or third quarter, between the third and fourth quarter, third and fourth because he's a Gain, He's from Gainesville, right, Tom Petty? Well, he's from yeah, Florida, yeah. yeah. And they, they play, play it. And I'll, and I'll be honest, I'm, as a Kentucky fan, it was a great game last night, but. No matter whenever, since since Tom died, when they play this song, man, and it gets me. I love it. Makes me just cheer it on a little bit, not for the Gators, but this song. Man, this is a 10. It's iconic, every sense of the word. Chris, what do you think about I Won't Back Down? To me, that's the only knock on the song is the fact, the fact that the Gators play it. So down this <laughs> I, one. I respect hey, the fact. Who won that game? I didn't. Kentucky the, won last night. Kentucky night. won that yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's awesome, good, man. I'm, good I was in shock as well as everybody else in America. <laughs> Chris might be a little bitter because he had money down the Alabama game and uh, yes, Texas I decided to beat I had, Alabama. I had, I had they screw me on. on every turn, those people, man, I swear. <laughs> of course, they did enough to win, just barely, right? Barely, you know? yeah. Once I realized that they were going to – I'm not going down that road. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, – okay, I won't back down. Yeah, uh, you're right, guys. Another classic song, Back to Back. It definitely has – to me – I actually think it's a little better than Free Falling, personally. Between the two, if I had to I pick, agree. I think this is the better song of the two. And that was another reason I was like on the fence for the other one, but they were both 10s. Uh, not to give my score away on this one, but <laughs> I mean, it's a 10, obviously. Uh, it, this one actually has like a more of a rock anthem feel to it, as far as that goes. Uh, and you're right, man. I mean, even, even begrudgingly seeing them do it at the Swamp, that's an awesome atmosphere, man, when you hear... That hey, baby, thousands and thousands music of fans. and let the whole yeah. let the whole crowd sing that part, man. I mean that it doesn't get more rock anthem in, than, than that. If you know what I mean, if if they're gonna do that, uh, yeah, easy ten, not much more to say. Anthony, I won't back down. Uh, songfacts.com. Before recording Full Moon Fever, an arsonist burned down Tom Petty's house while he was in it with his family and their housekeeper. They escaped, but Petty was badly shaken and spent much of the next few months driving between hotel rooms and a rented house. I didn't know that. So wow. that's kind of crazy to think about. Um, I Won't Back Down was his way of reclaiming his life and getting past the torment. He said that writing and recording the song had a calming effect on him. Of course, it has to be. Uh, and the arsonist was never caught, which made Petty's plight even more challenging. As for motive, there was no direct connection made. But eleven days earlier, take with this what you want what what you want. Petty won a lawsuit against the BF Goodrich Tire Company for one million dollars. Goodrich wanted to use Petty's song "Mary's New Car" in a TV commercial, and he wouldn't let them. Their advertising agency commissioned a copycat song that the judge felt was too similar. So I don't know why Song Facts chose to include that talking about the arson and stuff. I don't understand because they believe Goodyear was behind burning down his house. <laughs> That's And I'm not slandering anybody saying that. I'm just saying this is what He's some facts have in their notes. That's right. 
Um, and I just thought it was interesting. Like Todd, I was like, what? Why are you talking B of Goodrich? You know, I don't Unbelievable. understand that. But, Future uh, civil lawsuit issues. Uh, and this is all Anthony's work. Me and Jimmy have nothing to do with this. And just, just it's not my personal It's not my personal opinion against B of Goodrich, who's a really solid company. Great times. Um, it's just what sunk. It's what songfacts.com said. That's, that's, oh that's, go to them, not me. Love me some BF Goodrich, boys. It's great stuff. It is. If BF Goodrich wants to sponsor us, go for it. We're on, we're on board with it. So. Hey, man, you can put BF Goodrich truck or uh, trucks on my, tires on my truck there. So I can't speak this morning. Good you Lord. probably need them for your truck, as big as your truck is. Um, uh, I won't well, back down. Company? I guess they are. They are. I think they're still in business, <laughs> no, right? They are. They are. We, their we used to sell them all the time at Ford. Good job. Yeah. So, anyways, I won't back down. I love the vibe and group of this one. I also like the tone of the guitar and the guitar solo. You know, some really good guitar solos on this album. Uh, catchy beat, catchy chorus. Everything works. No complaints. I initially had it at a nine because I wasn't sure, but I'm going to bump it to a 10 for perfection. I just was having a little trouble figuring out what perfection was for Tom Petty on this album. The first one is so freaking iconic and so perfect for him. It's easy, but this is in this one and the other one, I was like nine or 10, nine or 10, but I'll make it a 30 and we'll go with perfection on this one too. So I think I, I have no problem making this perfection. You have chosen wisely. All right. <laughs> Let's move this forward to track number three. It's called Love is a Long Road. tell you what love is a long road it's an enjoyable ride but it's extremely hard to follow up arguably two of tom petty's biggest songs the song itself is a fantastic song as well i mean a great listen easily to it's easy to sing along with um but the same point it does not match the greatness that we just experienced even that being said, I find this song to be very good, and I'm at a six. Chris, what do you think about "Love Is a Long Road"? Yeah, that uh, that intro it almost feels a bit like the Who or something. You're listening to it. I oh, could, there that, are uh, flavors of song kind of reminds me. '60s, '70s, yeah. throughout this record. Yeah, I'm looking at the the stuff on Wiki here for it, and it looks like there's a guy named Jim Keltner who. Uh, guests on this song and he was kind of a session guy for the Beatles it sounds oh, wow. like he's tight with George Harrison tell you what man it kind of harkening back to that previous uh, song there 
Can you, I mean, you, you talk about firepower. Walking in some record executive's house with George Harrison by your side, you think you're not going to get somebody's attention with a guy like that? And Jeff Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and Jeff I mean, Lynn. it's like, wow. I mean, it kind of blows your mind, you know? Yeah, he definitely had some some friends, didn't he? Man. I, this song, man, I'll tell you what, I, I really think it's, I think you went a little low on Jimmy, personally. I think it's got a great flow to it. Uh, and you're right, it is hard to come behind one and two there. I wonder if, if it was in a different spot in this album, if you might give it a little higher uh, score. To me, it's just got like this fun, old-school rock and roll sound to it. Extremely singable chorus, and this is one that absolutely passes the crank test. I got no problem rolling the windows down and just cranking a song <laughs> like this going down the street. I, I think it should have been a single, personally. I mean, that, there were some songs on here that surprised me they were singles, because I don't really remember I, them being on the radio. Well, this one was not. That. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it should have been. I gave it an eight. I think it's excellent. See, before you say anything, Anthony, I, because it's my pick, I did not want to go through and be like, "Oh, it's awesome!" You know, just you should no, though. If, it's your, if you pick and you like it, do yeah, it. Just blow up time, all over it, man. The song is very you don't, good. Just blow all over it, man. Come on, I'm just telling you. I think the I'm going to put the explicit good. tag on this bug. I uh, I, do I think didn't say anything explicit good. there. That could mean anything. That could be just you know whatever it's you want. Anthony's full of innuendo. Oh my god! Listen, <laughs> I, I think it's very good. If not, maybe great. I probably should have went with Lisa Seven, but. I didn't want to go too high because I know it shows favoritism to the record, and I love this record, so don't it get me does, wrong. And I, it and, doesn't matter. Show favoritism. It's your pick. You love it. It is a great song. I like this a lot. It is a great song. I'm still going to leave it at six because my overall is just blows out the rock. I mean, good God, this is going to end up being one of my best albums of the yeah. year. So, all right, Anthony, go ahead. Uh, you know, I like how this one starts off, sort of blast off at the start of it. It has a nice little feel to it. You know, this reminds me of like a mid-80s, low-80s sort of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers song, too. I, I got that kind of vibe from it. I could easily hear the Heartbreakers doing this um, years ago. You know, And I think it's a pretty nice follow-up to the two songs that came before it. You know, not as highly rated as those two songs, but I'm digging it. You know, it works, and it's there's another nice, solid guitar solo in this one, too. Um, I give it an 8, too. I think it's excellent. I think wow. it's an excellent tune. So. Okay. Um, that's awesome but yeah i could easily hear the the heartbreakers mid-80s kind of sound doing this oh, it song it really has their kind of vibe on it for sure it well does. you gotta think about it mike campbell's in this song he helped write this song he's heartbreaker well yeah he wanted the heartbreakers yeah, he, he, he did he played a lot on this album too from what i remember yeah mike i mean they were, i think they lived like really close to each other and very very good friends right. i mean i get it yeah i get it all right let's go to track four it's called a face in the crowd chris Facing the crowd 
All right, so this is our first taste of a slowdown. A face in the crowd obviously leans heavily on the uh, acoustic guitar throughout. Uh, this was actually the fourth single, and I can't even remember the song being a single. It just tells you how powerful the first three releases were because they were overshadowing this this song. Um, I still think it's it, it's a very good song in a sea of great songs. I wouldn't have released this one as a single compared to the other songs that were going to come in later on. Uh, we've got... There's three more songs on here that should have been released, and I can I can tell you right now that that shocked me that they weren't um, because of that good. I um I think it's a great listener. It's a bit of a pause before we come into another slam dunk. Very good. I'm at a six, Chris. Yeah, Chris's flush of the week. How is this your flush of the week, man? Come on. Hold that down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shock to me. That's like really? there's one song here that's an obvious flush for me this really? week. Not this one. Oh, I, I can't wait to that. hear which well, one you think's the flush, Anthony. Yeah, I'm curious which one you dislike as well. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I, I think it's okay, it's not a horrible song. I mean, this is a great album, let's just be honest. Uh but to me it's the weakest one on the album. I as well, Jimmy, am very surprised this was a single. I mean, there are some songs on this album that absolutely could have been singles, and I don't remember this at all on the radio. Um I don't know. It's just to me, it just kind of floats around, meanders. There's no real punch to it anywhere. Uh, I'd go as far as to call, far as to call it a little bit boring, to be oh, honest. Okay. Uh, I give it a four and a half. I think it's between meh and good. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Kind of week. I, it never hit me. I was just like, I was listening to this. I was like, this is just not well, a very this good is song. My lowest, this is my lowest song as well. But I, I, I'm not gonna say it's bad mm. because I, I do. I do appreciate it. Uh, it's not bad, and I didn't rate it as bad, right. but I, I, it's and it's almost good, just due to the acoustic and stuff. But it's pretty simple, right? And he just like kind of eh, 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 kind of Dylan's his way ah. through it, and it's just like it's okay, but like it's the weakest song for me on the album. All right, Anthony, talk to us. What do you think about a face in the crowd? You know, personally, you're always talking about song placement. I think this song is perfectly placed on this album because you had these bangers before these kind of upbeat numbers. Mm-hmm. Then you have this nice little slowdown, a nice little, just to give you a little break, a little pause, and then they back to another big, big fast song. It's a great place to put this song on this album. And I think it, that's part of the main reason why I like it so much, is I like the way it flows with the rest of the stuff. Um, you know, I think uh, it's a solid ballad, mid-tempo rocker, whatever you want to call it. I think Tom's got a great voice for a song like this, and he sounds great doing it. I love the way the guitar is sprinkled about the song too. I think it's a very good tune. I, I give it an eight. I think it's excellent. I'm digging oh, wow. it, man. But you know what, Anthony? But I, I tend to lean more towards these kind of songs more than you well, guys. That is like, true. So. I will say this: you're the closest thing to a ballad we've got tonight. Too, uh, so. No, we got one really close toward the end too. Um, but yeah. I will. Oh, you're I, right. I will I'm say sorry. this: you're that. spot yeah, on. This is that's perfect true. placement for this song because yeah. it really does. It goes from from fantastic to good arguably great with you guys and then it goes right back into almost iconic and it's it's so. it's, it's a nice way too to kind of break up the the fast and you know it's it not makes, like they got like the slow, slow, slow. It, better, does, huh? it does it does and that's why this one's gonna be awesome all right let's hit it i'm just saying that it's <laughs> track five running down a dream <laughs> Me and 
All right. Running down a dream. This one is about that guitar riff. As soon as this starts, you know exactly what you're getting into. This one was the second single from the record. It's catchy. It rocks. It's absolutely a stellar song. I've been a fan of this one since I bought the record back in 89. It's a huge hit. It also has stood the test of time, timeless, and rocking. This is Tom Petty and Rock Perfection. It's a 10. Chris, running down dream. Yeah, you pretty much echoed all my comments there. Absolutely, that that riff at the beginning, man. It's so iconic. That I mean, you just, you know that from your, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, again, DNA, unless you've been dude, living under point, a rock, you, you should know that. Right? I was yeah. going to say that, Jimmy. It's almost like it's in your DNA. <laughs> yeah, and it's absolutely iconic. Third iconic tune of the night. Uh, and I kind of like the, and it's the most rocking song it is. By, by absolutely. far as well, of the three hits anyway. Uh, probably maybe of anything on this album. Uh, and I the second half, the way that kind of carries on too, man. I love the second half of this song. Just kind of like extends. It's like a big long guitar, oh, guitar solo, solo. kind of yeah. extension in this. Uh, it's great, man. This is an easy 10 as well. I know. I mean, 310 is a lot for us, especially with the new scale. But, I mean, it, it deserves it. Agreed. Absolutely. Anthony, running down a dream. Uh, songfacts.com. Uh, in this song... Petty sings about driving into the great wide open with nothing but glorious possibility in his path. I thought this was interesting. Petty started running down his dream of being a rocker in 1961 when he met Elvis Presley. Petty, 11 years old, came to the Ocala, Florida set where Elvis was working on the film Follow That Dream, a title Tom took to heart. In a brief encounter, Petty saw Elvis captivated onlookers and made the girls go crazy. Petty became fascinated with Elvis and set out to follow his path. So it's interesting, you know, Elvis Presley. I'm sure he's influenced a lot of people, Elvis Presley has, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Running Down the Dream, man, I mean, I love everything about this song. The way the song opens is that crunchy, smooth guitar. I like the way the guitar sounds when the song closes, too. Enjoy the way the acoustic guitar is peppered in throughout the song. Catchy chorus, upbeat and energetic. You know, this really does make you want to just roll the windows down and drive for miles and miles and miles. And Agreed. You, you know, you can get lost in the mile. I think I said something like, you know, kind of song helps you get lost in the miles, basically, you know, that's what kind of song it is, you know? And yeah, it's a 10, it's perfection. You know, it's a 30 for us once again. So fantastic. Um, yeah. I will say, yeah, uh, so. that it would fit on like a road trip playlist or something. Is this, yeah, this feels this like is it's made for like, I couldn't agree with y'all more. Getting in an old school Chevy drop top and like driving across there's, country kind of song, you know what I mean? It's there's a perfect. few, there's songs like, like there, I was listening to Deep Purple recently and Highway Star by them. Great song. There's another song. It's one of those perfect driving songs. You just turn it on. You just want to drive, you know, so. Now, I don't yeah. know which version you guys listen to on this, but on the Apple Music version of this, as this song ends, Tom Petty comes into the spoken part saying that it's it's time to flip the record over, and yeah. this is a break for you CD listeners or something like that. That is that's freaking hilarious because this was right in the time when CDs were first coming out, uh, you know, in '89, <laughs> and uh, Tom Petty, I guess he was embracing the new technology, but uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just a. I should have got uh, Chris to record that so we could all take a pause and let play that. Yeah. Right now. Exactly. Yeah, it'd been hilarious. I wanted to do that, and I I, I was like, "Can we do that?" Be hilarious. It's not a song. I mean, it's just a spoken word. You know, we probably could have got that and did the entire. It'd been funny if we all just got quiet and then just started playing. 
you know, nobody said anything. <laughs> you should have no suggested that, man. That's great. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's, it's just funny <laughs> when you think about it. So we're going to flip this thing over. Side two, track six. Feel a whole lot better. Chris. say it again man this one feels like it came straight out of the 60s and it sounds like something the Beatles would have rocked out to it is absolutely the first thing I think of when I hear this one it seriously could have been written by the Fab Four I'm going to say Still this one is my sleeper and I love it easy to sing along with has a memorable quality of the Beatles I think it's outstanding I find this one to be a nine Chris feel a whole lot better you know it's it's funny you said that, man. Cause my first, my first, and this is before I knew about George Harrison being buddies with him and everything. <laughs> first thing I wrote was almost feels like a Beatles song. Here comes the sun. That, it sounds like that song, the chords yeah. and everything to it. Uh, I love it, man. Those guitars are really bright in this song. I guess that's some sort of effect he's using. I don't know. Uh, just simple chords overlaid with a peppy, upbeat rhythm section and great vocals. It's it's a recipe for success, and Tom does it a lot on this album. Uh, fantastic, man. It's just a fun, catchy tune. Um, I'm probably low looking at my score. I gave it a seven and a half, but I'm gonna bump that to an eight. It's an excellent song. Awesome. Awesome. Anthony, what'd you think about feel a whole lot better? This would have been my flush. <laughs> what? You're joking. Really? No, nah, I just don't care for okay. this one as much for some oh reason. Oh my God. Anthony. I, I, it shocks so. me to be honest with you, but <laughs> Hey, wow. Um, but at the same time, after hearing it again this morning, it's it's it it's playing a whole lot better. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just Friday. Maybe I was just in a mood and just like it's just too damn peppy today. You know, I don't know. Maybe it was just one of those days. <laughs> How many you times know? you listen? Some to this days one, are like that. Bad just, mood. You're like, you just listen to this one, one time. Shut up, Tom. I just <laughs> don't hear a damn mood like oh that today. God. I got sick kids in the house. Shut oh up. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what it was. You know, but. Uh, Need some Nirvana today. Need some of that pissed off stuff. Thousand Chains. Oh my God. But I'm going to bump it up for my initial <laughs> review a little bit and maybe not call it a flush anymore because it, it played a lot better right now. Um, you know, it is a solid tune. It's catchy and upbeat. You know, don't love it, don't hate it. Kind of falls in the middle for me. You know, I do like the guitar and the harmonies are really, really good in this song. You know, 
The funny thing is, you mentioned the 60s. According to Wikipedia, this is a cover of an old 1965 bird song. Um, But even the birds one is warm on this one, I don't think, because... Jimmy Page? Yeah, it was the B-side to the single All I Really Want to Do by the Birds. So I found that on Wikipedia. I found that interesting. So there's a reason why this one stands out a bit, because it actually is a song from the 60s. So... That's probably why it's got a little different vibe to it. So that's exactly. I mean, I can. It sounds like a pure sixty. Yeah. So I gave it a six. Wow. I think it's a very good song. So I didn't kill it. But uh, what, what did you originally give it? Uh, is five point five. Yeah. So but I went to six. Hey man, that's fair enough. Listen, like I've said a thousand times, sometimes songs don't. Obviously, but like sometimes songs don't. If I heard that again and five minutes later, I might go to a seven. It was sounding so much better this morning to me than it did on Friday. So I don't know what about Friday for me. Maybe I was just tired. I don't know. But <laughs> wow, wow. All right. Well, let's go to track seven. It's called "You're So Bad." My sister got lucky, married a yuppie, took him for all he was worth. Now she's a swinger, dating a singer, I can't decide which is worse, but not me. You're So Bad is another catchy tune, just not as good as the previous track in my ears. This was the fifth single, and just like before, I had no idea this was a single. It's easy to listen to. It's a it's it's one of those little faster tunes in my ear. I uh, I do find this one to be great. I think it's a seven. Chris, what do you think about You're So Bad? Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't realize this was a single either until I saw it on the, the, the website here. Um it's a lot better than the previous single, I'll say that. The previous single was the hot garbage, in my opinion. Man, that may be unfair, but it's just like, you know, uh, this is a good song. It's just not as quality as other songs. Yeah, this album. is a good yeah, song, I man. I, I, I appreciate that folk Americana vibe we've got going on. It sounds like a bunch of dudes in Appalachia sitting on a porch playing uh, mandolins. and I don't know what all instruments are in there, honestly. I couldn't tell, but it's more than just an acoustic guitar, I'm pretty sure. Um I'll tell you what, it's my sleeper of the night, and I, and I know it's a single, and I typically typically don't give singles sleeper of the night, but I don't ever remember this being on the radio, so I'm going to go ahead and give it that. I think it's an excellent song. I gave it an eight. I just, I love the whole vibe. I love everything about this song. Awesome, man. Awesome. Anthony, yeah. what'd you think? Funny thing is, about? I thought this might be my sleeper, too, of the week, until I knew it was a single, and I was like, should I call it a single, a sleeper? Because it's supposed it's okay to be. If you've never heard it, you know, yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, man, like, it, like I said, I didn't even realize it was released. That's what's I crazy. I didn't either. Um, you know, I'm digging it. It's just got a vibe to it that's all Tom Petty. And you can hear a lot of the Traveling Wilburys on this song, too. You can definitely yeah. hear their influence all over this one. Um, it, no issues, no complaints. It works from start to finish. Catchy chorus, catchy beat. And according to Wikipedia, 
You're So Bad was named one of Petty's 50 best songs by Rolling Stone magazine, calling it Petty at his most caustically, caustically hilarious. I can't say that word. Caustically. (laughs) Caustically. Is that how you say it? Okay. Caustically hilarious. So uh, I'm not caustically anything, I guess. But but anyways. um, Yeah. Anyways, not sure where I'm going with that, but uh, it's a nine. It's outstanding in my mind. I think it's a big, big, big wow. song. So, okay. Yeah. It's a great song. Fabulous, I felt a little man. low with eight, but yeah, it's, it's a great song. All right. Well, we'll go forward. Track number eight, Depending on You. Chris? I ain't never gonna let you down. All you gotta do is trust me. I would never make you some clown. Baby, why won't you? Depending on you, yet again, another easy to get into song. That acoustic guitar strum throughout. I mean, it's catchy. I think it's a, uh, it's 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 the secret of Tom's success. He has a way of grabbing your attention and makes you want to sing along. Um, I find this one to be a, a great song. I'm at a seven on this one. Um, that's how I stand. Chris, what do you think about Depending on You? Yeah, it's another one with those simple, bright, chords he's got going on with that uh, guitar effect there it sounds really good and it is a recipe for success for him as far as that goes uh as far as this song goes i think it's a pretty good song i do think it's probably not it's kind of middle of the road for me i, I don't think it like stands out over some of the other ones but it's, it's a solid song as far as that goes uh i would imagine i could see this being like on you know how they release those uh uh, you know, little albums, those little 45s. This is probably on the back half of one one of the singles. I could see that, something like that. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I was maybe on the low. I gave it, I was, I thought it was between good and very good. I gave it a five and a half, uh, but I, I'd bump it to a six. I mean, it's it's a very good song, I think. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't, don't okay. hate it. Anthony, don't love it. It's kind of middle of the road for me, I guess. Right. Anthony, depending on you. Uh, it's a solid tune. Uh, nice groove, nice vibe, catchy chorus. You know, Petty sounds great. Um, and this is another one of those Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker songs. I could easily hear them doing this song back in the early to mid-80s, maybe even late 70s. I mean, it, it's a really good song for them. Um, I gave it a 7. I think it's a great tune. You know, I mean, I enjoy it. So that's about it. Awesome. Let's go to track number 9. It's called The Apartment Song. Chris? i 
Awesome. I'm glad you caught that part, Chris. Fantastic. All right, so the apartment song, to me, it's a fun song. Lyrically, reminds me of my younger years living in an apartment in the corner of town near the rec center. <laughs> the neighbors knocking on the walls, uh, you know, because we did get a little loud. Um, I will say this. Lyrically speaking, this sounds like something Jimmy Buffett would have wrote in the 70s. It does have a little Buffett. If you think about it. Yeah. I think it's got that Buffett vibe for it. I've always enjoyed it. I mean, not musically, lyrically, yeah. Buffett. I mean, it, I mean, it sounds like something he could have written in the Jimmy 70s, did do a song you know, called This, this Hotel Room. So, I mean, you know, it's True. definitely a building. True. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that breakdown in the middle of uh, the song at the 115 mark, uh, which is what we heard the tail end of. Great stuff. It's a great song. I find this one to be a seven. Chris, what did you think about the apartment song? It's funny you mentioned Buffett because I've got like – there's a two uh, stretch, uh, two stretches of songs here near the end that, for whatever reason, Buffett popped in my mind and I wrote them down. Uh, as it wasn't on this, I guess it's probably the, the next two, maybe, yeah. But as far as this one goes, man, it's just another song with simple chords and a catchy beat, kind of that bright guitar. I love that drum breakdown that, that yeah, I grabbed the beginning over there. I had to let that one run a little long. It's kind of awkward the way this song fell in because the you get to the chorus so fast, you're like, well, that's really not a long enough clip. And then I might have to stretch it a little long to get, but anyway, it just kind of like fell that way. Uh, and I almost get like a little country music vibe to this one for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I felt oh, yeah. like I could see Dwight Yoakam doing this song. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, That'd be great. I could totally see it. Cause it had that little bit of that country twang to as far as that goes. Uh, I'm with you, man. It, I, I gave it a seven. I think it's a great song. And I feel a little low with that because I really enjoyed it. I probably should have gone a little higher. But, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I'm like, maybe I came in low, but that's awesome. Yeah. All right, Anthony, what do you think about the apartment song? This is another one of those songs that gets the feet tapping and the blood flowing. Um, it's also another one of those good driving songs, you know, the kind you turn yeah, up, sing that. along to, and kind of get lost in the miles on this one, too. You know, I like the groove of it and the upbeat nature of it. Petting the guys playing with him sound fantastic. No issues, no complaints. Um, it's an eight. I think it's excellent. Excellent tune. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's go to track 10. All right for now. Chris? Good night, baby. Sleep tight, my love. May God watch over you from above. Tomorrow I'm working, what would I do? I'd be lost and lonely if not for you. the shortest song on the record all right for now y'all ready for this I'm ready. Uh -oh, okay uh -oh. <laughs> the softest song on the album i do enjoy how the song starts quickly stops and starts over with the county in i know we missed that part you, you started where the song actually gets into it this is a finger pick 
acoustic guitar song. There is a purity that this opening harkens to my soul. I normally don't appreciate the ballads or the slower songs. But this is a place a singer-songwriter finds something to excel in. And this song is absolutely excellent. It's short at two minutes. It's an eight and a very strong eight at that. Excellent. Chris, what do you think about All Right For Now? Well, well, I told you guys, that, like I said, there were this song and the next kind of for whatever reason, I got like a Buffett song in my head when these were playing. Can you guess what the Buffett song was for this that I got in my head? Little Miss oh, Magic. I can't, dude. I was I was trying to picture it when you said it a minute. It was Disneyland in love, but about. Little Miss Magic could have fallen as well. Oh. I mean, they both kind of have that lullaby kind of thing going on, which this is this feels like a lullaby to me. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know why, but I, I did because the guitar is the way it kind of like it's a very similar like chord structure the way he's doing it there. Uh, yeah, it is the fastest song on the album. It's just two minutes. That's it. I mean, that's a that's a fast song. Uh, it's good. I mean, I, I don't, I can't say it like moves the needle a tremendous amount for me. I think it's a really solid song. I gave it a six. I think it's very good. Um, uh, okay. it's just so quick. I mean, it's hard to give a song. It's only two minutes long more than that for me, but I don't know. I guess if it's completely fan blows me out of the water, it might, but I mean, it was a solid song. I think six is fair for this. What are you shaking your head for? Over I, there, man? I do. You're good. <laughs> if a song is not the cliche three to five minutes for Chris, he's like, eh, it's not made up. It's 13 minutes. Eh, if it's two, eh. Yeah, 13 minutes is a problem for me. You better be a hell of a song if you can be 13 minutes long. <laughs> I can tell you some hell of a songs that are 13 minutes long. Um, even longer than that, actually. Uh, you know, this one, speaking of Buffett, it reminds me of the song Wildflowers, Tom Petty's Wildflower song. Uh, yeah, and that. Buffett did a cover of Wildflowers on, uh, I think it's his uh, Encores album. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's a very good thing because I really like Wildflowers by Tom and by Buffett. Um, big fan of it. Big fan of this one. It's just a simple ballad that just works. You know, it's not, nothing nothing complicated. It just works, you know. And Tom sounds fantastic. Uh, I gave it an eight. I think it's excellent. Yeah. So. yeah. It's one of those things that grab me, guys. I normally don't dig into these ballads too, too deep, but... For some reason, it's it's the, like as soon as I listened to this last week or the week before, I lyrically I remembered every freaking word of the song. I was like, oh my god, that's how much it stuck with me. So mm-hmm. this whole album, pretty much, I, I knew front to back. So that just tells you how much I listened to it back in the day. Um, I'm just it was just a great it's just a great memory coming back to me. My God, he was such great great songwriting. But all right, we'll move it forward. Track eleven, a mind with a heart of its own. of its own now we are picking up the pace and tom is back to rocking 
besides the hits that really stand out on this record, man, this is my probably my second favorite song on this record. I absolutely love it. I think this is as we're closing out this record. This is one of the strong. This might be the strongest one on this on the second side. Besides, feel a whole lot better. I mean, my God, y'all, this second side has been really good to my ears. Um, I find this somewhere between great and outstanding. I'm at eight and a half. Chris, what'd you think about a mind with a heart of its own? It's definitely one of the more rocking songs on this album. Uh, and and kind of like in an old school sock hop kind of way, not like a really <laughs> rock kind of way, you know what I mean? Which I, which I appreciate. Yeah, I, I like a okay. 60s sounding like rock tune. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, it's, it's kind of hard for me to know how to, because it's, it's a little different than everything else on the album. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> and I said like th- these two songs. I kind of felt like this was Pascagoula Run when I heard it. It was just like, well, I I, I, yes, it does sound like Pascagoula. I, I just started hearing oh like God. Buffett songs at this point. I'm like, do, I don't know do, why do, exactly, but and we've bled in. I mean, two really good songs. They're all playing in the same pool, so it doesn't, you know. I guess so. Yeah, it's uh, seven for me, man. I think it's uh, a great song. I didn't get much higher than that, but it's a really good, fun sock hop kind of tune. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, Anthony. What do you think about a mind with a Thanks heart? for bringing back the sock up in my head, you know, because I remember standing on the wall many nights with the sock up. So me and you, me and you were the wallflowers while we Jimmy was out there with all the babies. Oh, Jimmy, he had like 15 <laughs> women around. It's like a little Break hair dancing. running around him out there on the floor. Break dancing. Yeah. <laughs> the dude, the dude. You make a box out and throw it on the floor and start yeah, spinning Jimmy around. Could walk into I a, around. Jimmy could walk into a room and one girl would start following him. He was that kind of guy back in the day. Oh my God! He's so <laughs> like he's like the Fonz coming into the sock. He was. He's like hit the jukebox, you know, and the song starts. Slam playing. the jukebox and starts. <laughs> I hit the jukebox and a poison song would come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God! Nothing but a good time there. Exactly. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> right, back on continue. Back on course. Uh, a mind with a heart of its own. Yeah, it's peppy and upbeat, and you know it's very Bob Dylan sounding in nature, which I like. And uh, it has that Traveling Wilburys vibe again. I hear a lot of the Wilburys in this one. It's probably because him and Bob, you know, played together on that a lot. You know, I think it works. It sounds good. Digging the guitar on this one, too. Uh, another solid tune, man. I give it a seven. I think it's a great tune. So, All right. Fantastic. Final track. Track 12, Zombie Zoo. Hit it, Chris. Gosh, Zombie Zoo. This is the final song, and we're going to go out swinging. Roy Orbison has joined on this record, this song, and um, honestly, it's a, it's a pretty great ending to an already fantastic record. Something in the song reminds me of Christmas Vacation. <laughs> if you guys hear the la la las during the song, because you know you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen this movie, it's it's there. 
I can't wait to hear what Anthony, if Anthony, you're able to find anything I on the song. Actually. It's got to be about it. I was I mean, one of two things. It's either about somebody that works at a strip club and is very young because of the paint, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, or prostitutes. Or it's somebody just that's going to night. Maybe I was going to say somebody in the nightlife that walks the streets with their. Uh, you know, their face painted on and... Uh, I don't even think it's that. But, uh, I'll tell you what I think it is when we get to mine, but go ahead. All right. I think it's an excellent tune. I find it to be an eight and a great way to close out an already stellar record. Chris, what do you think about Zombie Zoo? I think he's more talking about, like, these kind of goth kids who, like, are just trying to fit in. Just from the way... The, what I was listening to, it sounded more like... Uh, I don't know if goth's the right word, but kids that are kind of, like, you know, alternative back then... I don't know. Maybe listen to the Cure. What was popular back then? I can't really remember. But like, oh my god, more think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really think it is. I don't think he's talking about right, anything seedy okay. or anything there. I think but it's he more says like, when you're packing a rod, doesn't that mean you're packing a gun? I don't know. I don't think. I don't so. know. This is when I was listening that. to it. I kind of we were talking about like lunchbox pale and stuff like. I I can't remember like when I was listening to the listening to it back through the headphones there just something about it it was like he's probably just talking about these emo kids trying to fit in or something i don't know uh that's what i got out of it maybe it's not i have no idea honestly it's hmm, kind of like interesting a, a take on it uh yeah okay this is kind of a strange closer for me i i didn't know if uh you think it's from like a movie soundtrack or something or or it really doesn't oh, fit the rest know. of the album at all do you guys think i mean sounds like I, nothing else on it's the definitely album. a different song yeah Jimmy, you're always hearkening on song placement and closing an album a certain way. Uh, I'm not sure this album closes the right way. I, I mean, I mean, this song closes the album the right way. I know Anthony's going to love it just due to the name of the song, and, <laughs> and I know you love it too. I, I, I hate to be the voice of dissension here. No, but dude, you're okay. I mean, it's not bad. I, 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 put a, I thought it was five. I thought it was good. I thought it was, oh, wow. but I, it, it just doesn't fit the rest of the album at all. A little goofy. I don't know. There's something about it. it was just like you're right. I mean, to me, it felt like something on a movie soundtrack that they probably recorded uh, for. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, if that's right at, at all or not. Uh, I get that he got Roy Orbison to come on. I've never been a huge Orbison fan. If I'm being honest with you guys, I feel well, like he's a little overrated. You got to um, remember, it's it's probably a leftover from the Travel and Wilburys, to maybe. be honest with you. This would be a Wilbury song. It could be a Wilbury song. They come down to it. Yeah. But I don't hate it. I think it's a good song. I, just, I mean, it's fun in a way. I don't know. It's just a weird fit at the end of this. I, I give it a thoughts. five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anthony, final thoughts on this zombie zoo since uh, since Chris did slaughtered it. Do you remember the old movie, Ain't <laughs> Slaughter. What would you say, Chris? What would you say, Jimmy? <laughs> I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I just said since Chris slaughtered it. Please. Well, he did slaughter it. But uh, uh, remember the old movie Angel from back in the day about the girl who was a high school girl and she walked the streets at night? Yeah. You remember that I movie? Remember that. I kept thinking of that movie every time I heard this song. I mean, that's why I was thinking wow. about Streetwalkers and everything is that uh, because of that. But uh, It's always good blue, Anthony. <laughs> actually, Angel is not very blue. I saw it recently. It's uh, There's not really much in it. Sexual wise, it's more just a really yeah. good story about a girl who has to basically take care of herself and pay for her bills. And the best way for her to do it because she's on her own is to lie about her age and become a streetwalker and go to school during the day. She's like an honor student and everything. It's crazy. It's a pretty good story overall. Um, but, anyways, uh, you know, I think this is a great way to close it out. It works from start to finish. No issues, no complaints. Uh, just really like the sound of it, man. I gave it an eight. I think it's excellent. So they're gonna okay. And I do like the little 
jabs to the horror. Like he mentions Boris, Boris Karloff in there and things like that throughout the song. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, I knew you'd but, like it. So, but do y'all yeah. think it fits this album seriously? I mean, it's it's an outlier. I think it's an interesting way to close, enough. Chris. And I think it rocks on the way out the door, to be honest with you. I don't think it's one of those that drags its feet. And it does make you look forward to the next record. However, the next record did not stand up to be as great as this, although the next record does have a couple of tremendous hits on it. Yeah, that had so, the which, Mary's, Mary Jane. Mary life. Jane song, yeah. 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 So. Into the Great Wide Open. I mean, it was it was a great album. It's, it is a good album, too, but it doesn't stand in comparison to this one, in my opinion. All right, boys. Well, let's go final thoughts on this. Um, obviously, I picked this one. It's And I picked it because I think it would be was an easy listen for the past couple of weeks, something that was kind of more upbeat than, you know, what I may have normally picked. Um, and I'm going to start with the impact. I mean, the impact this record had on me from, you know, back in 89 when I was, what, 17, 16 years old, whatever. Um, as I've said many, many times in this podcast, I'm a metal guy. And for me to speak highly of an album that's not metal should say something about a record or an artist. Um, there is such great musicianship throughout this record. He has, I mean, my God, he's got arguably some of the greatest musicians on this record. I know, Chris, you kind of harked on Roy Orbison. Orbison was huge back in the 50s. I mean, obviously, and I think it was more of a nod to him. Travon Wilbury's throughout it. Obviously, we got George Harrison on this record. I think in more than, more than what he's getting credited for because this, this sounds some of the stuff is pure Beatles worship. Um, I mean, this takes me back to high school every time I listen to it. I mean, this album actually made me respect and appreciate Tom Petty as an artist. This style of music, it made me appreciate it. Um, honestly, this could possibly be a deserted island record for me when it comes down to it because it's that good of a record. I bought this one on LP. I, I know I sent you guys a picture of that a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back. I found this on record, man, and it's yeah, that should speak volumes. When I buy something like that, that's uh, that says a lot about a record. Uh, I love it. I think it's it's not underrated because this was a huge hit for him, obviously. Um, however, my pushing out of this record would be, I think it stood the test of time. I think it's fantastic. An incredible listen. I highly recommend this. Petty's gone way too soon. My overall for this came to be just over an eight. And I'm okay with that. I think it's an excellent record. I'll I'll close this one out at an eight. Chris, what's your overall thoughts? That's a good point about him being gone too early. We've lost some really good musicians. And he's the one I never got to see live and, and probably would have if, yeah, if, too, it happened, if it the opportunity would have fallen in my lap. But it just never did. Um uh, yeah, man, this was a fun listen. It really was from for the most part. I mean, three tens, three universal tens. We all saw it. Uh, very iconic songs. And the rest of the album just had this like old school rock and roll kind of fun vibe to it. Uh, like I said, I said this a few times. He has these bright guitar uh, kind of effects going on with great chords. Uh, just simple chords that that fit the music great he's a good lyricist he does have that bob dylan style to his vocals but i don't mind it i mean it, it fits what he does uh and he kind of relies on his songwriting abilities and he's a fantastic songwriter so that, that works for him uh and honestly there wasn't a whole lot of dips on this album uh it's pretty solid on the back half i i didn't care for zombie zoo that much but i know you guys love that uh really there there weren't too many dips man it was a very solid album from beginning to end uh, my score came up as a seven to point six. I'm gonna round out to an eight as well. I agree. This is an excellent album. So yeah, fantastic. 
All right, Anthony. Final summation. Let's hear it. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a great pick. I I really did enjoy it. Um, it's probably at number five for me for the year so far at my top five. I mean, it, it's that far up. You know, I'm keeping like a list of what I think are my top five and like a little pocket of like possible top fives. And then, of course, the other ones that I don't think we even get close to top, anything near that. But uh, this one is bumped really high up for me already. So I think it'll still be there at the end of the year. We'll see. Uh, but I did enjoy it. Easy recommendation for anyone that listens to us, anyone that enjoys great music, anyone that just needs something to take their mind off the world at large. Easy recommendation. Mine was a 7.9. I'm going to bump mine to an 8. So give us a 24 for this album. Is that right? My yeah. math right on that? Yeah, so, absolutely. So that's another excellent for us, for all three of us. So uh, yeah, it's an excellent album. You know, only that one small blip of a song that it's actually sounded a whole lot better this morning. So I think if you listen to that in a different light, you'd probably really appreciate it. I think it. I would just want to throw something against the wall at that point in time or something, maybe. Just, <laughs> the brightness just was pissing me off. Or you're like, ah. <laughs> he's like so singing about uh, feeling a whole lot better. You're just like, ah, you bastard. Maybe one of those uh, guys knocked on the door <laughs> to try and sell me something at my house or something. I was mad oh, at the time or something. But Yeah, it's an eight. Right. excellent album, man. Highly recommend it. Well, boys. That's fantastic. I'm glad we all appreciated this record, and you know, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. All right, so we got a pick here. Christopher, hit it. And in this corner, weighing in at 165 pounds, it's the blues rock guru, the master of podcast production, and the man who cannot stop the battery. It's Chris's pick. guys i've got two i'm really torn on here i'm gonna give you guys a choice let's see what you think one is from 1984 and one is from 2005 84 and 2005 yeah and i'll say this the one from 84 the one from 84 is like full of hits like to the point where we probably throw a lot of tens out maybe not i don't know a lot of hits and then the one from 2005 is well i'm not gonna there's a reason it's on here it's kind of it's a punching bag maybe sometimes but i'm not sure it deserves to be for 84 Uh, or for 2005 2005 that probably is giving away who it is (laughs) i want 2005 i already know what this is let's do 2005 i'm curious we've done some 80s stuff already i know exactly what this is i'm before you even start i will type in what this is going to be right now for me (laughs) you want to say (laughs) do you know the album Title. I don't know the album, but I do know it's Nickelback. The name Please. of the album is All the Right Reasons. The band is Nickelback. Oh, yeah. oh, let's, let's let it fly. So, I, you know, I got a feeling this, because these guys are, man. They're like yeah. universally hated, and I think it's a little unfair. I don't I think it's quite as bad. Ones next week. I'm looking forward to dropping some ones for a chance. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait, honestly. I get okay. do some toilet emojis next week, man. It's going to be fun. See, you, <laughs> might, you might want to invest in your own soundboard, Anthony. Uh, I'm telling you, knew you what it was, know. right, Jimmy? I, I gave too I much did. away when I said the punching bag because it is, man. They're they're Dude, like a joke. Uh, they, they may be a joke, but I'm and I'm not you sure right now, it deserves it. That, I've always I thought, is it really that bad? Shocked. I mean, what'd you say, yes, Jimmy? It is that bad. I think you guys are going to be shocked. I, this is some rocking stuff. I, no, it is rocking, man. It really is. I kind of gave it a quick listen before I, I thought about it, and I was like, eh, it's not that bad. People like, 
I mean, I, it's I don't not know. I probably made a mistake. A I should have picked my other I mean, album. I shouldn't have even given you guys no. a choice. Just what was the one from '84? Can you tell us what the '84 one yeah, was? Yeah, Brian Adams' Reckless. It was fantastic. Oh, man. We have chosen wisely. There are six massive hits on that album, dude. I mean, I was just like, oh keep God. that one in your. I couldn't believe how many were on that. Well, make that. And I got to give Jimmy's wife uh uh credit oh for God. that because she's the one that suggested it a while back and i was like you know what that's a fantastic pick i'd never even thought about it oh god help uh, us would, yeah. we will pick it one of these days well but uh that that bottom five that that bottom list of my of the year allison chains is at the bottom nickelback <laughs> is just, just on the bunner, is underneath it it's not good that's the it, difference man. haven't even listened to it and you already don't like it so you're not going to give it good rating no matter how hard you try you're probably going to listen to it one time on friday morning Probably. And not even probably. give it a shot. Probably. Probably, yeah. I'm That's just a shame, because I'm going to listen to it every day this week, like I normally do. To give I'll it a give it a shot. listen. And it's with got, the Allison you know, Chains, uh, with the Allison Chains, Jimmy, I did okay, try that one. Awesome. I really did. I tried it multiple times, and I could not get into it. I really That's did. That's all right, man. But uh, I'll it's, try It's it. not for everybody. I'll try Nickelback. But but that, I know Rockstar is on there, which is a big you know song for them. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure. I don't even know what I was on it myself. But uh, it's a good, it's a good album. I think you guys keep the Brian Adams one in your pocket because I would like to get into that one sometime. That is like a greatest hits album. I was stunned how many hit. There were six verified big hits on that album, including like Summer of '69. Uh, I mean, you know, that 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 may be an eleven. That's like a knife is on there. No, that's not on there. It's Um, not on there. But let's see. One night love affair. Run to you, heaven. Somebody summer summer of sixty nine and it's only love are all on that album. Wow, <laughs> I mean it's like oh, and somebody I need somebody. You know I didn't know that when I saw the title I was like oh yeah I remember that one. I mean somebody to love. I know that one now. Yeah, ah we should done eighty four. Well you guys <laughs> switch back right now. Anthony I gave you the chance when if Jimmy was like <laughs> I want to do that you were like two two thousand five. You should know from the date it was gonna suck man. I mean just like. What good came out? In no, that I was time I was honestly thinking maybe another. <laughs> I was thinking maybe another ghost album because I can't remember when they came out. They were no, in two thousand five. They came out two thousand eight. Yeah, and you guys saw Ghost, and y'all said it was a really great tour, a great great show, right? It was, it was a fantastic show. Y'all didn't mention it at all this week about Ghost that y'all went and saw them. So I thought we should we just pull the plug on Nickelback now and do Brown Adams. <laughs> I'm gonna give That's you the fine. chance right now. <laughs> yeah, do it. That's fine. What do you think? Yes, please, Anthony. Okay, all right. Brian We're flipping Adams. it to Brian Adams. Sorry, Nickelback. One of these days, you'll get your due. <laughs> Thank God. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Okay, yeah. we'll drop that one. I try to be open on this podcast to everything. I Just one band I can't listen to. What's I'm the sorry, name of this Brian Adams album again? Reckless. Reckless. You good with that, Jimmy? <laughs> I hate Brian Adams. This will be fun. I okay. cannot Dude, stand this is Brian a good Adams. album, man. This is full of hits. I mean, this you don't like that. You don't like the Brian Adams I've never hits. liked him. This is never the musical him. equivalent of ice cream. Never liked him. It's just, like, you can't not like it, man. I, it's just this is so okay. Good. Unless you're lactose. Okay. Are you lactose intolerant? I am. <laughs> are you Brian Adams intolerant? Is that what you are? I will say this. I will listen to this every day this week to give it a fair shake. Okay. But I already tell you, I do not like Brian Adams as an artist. At, and I don't like his music. I know Crystal's a huge fan. But and I, this I'll is a good say, album. This man. is the, one of the reasons why I was a metalhead. I just didn't like what was popular back in the day. I've even got a tagline for next week already in my head. There you if go. Anthony doesn't hit it, but no, I, I'll, um, I'll listen to it. I'll give it a fair shake this week. Don't if you worry. guys so it want is Brian to do Nick- Adams, reckless. reckless. But if you want to do Nickelback eventually, I'll keep that in mind. I'll try and listen to that album a little bit and see what I think about it. 
Okay, I will. He's pulling his veto power tonight on the. the no, I'm not okay. saying that at all. I'm, I'm whatever you guys want to pick. I'm cool with. It's just uh, I think Nickelback is one I need a little more time with. <laughs> we'll give you like a two week break. But now that I know it's a you, possibility, I'll really try absorb and... it for two weeks. <laughs> well, now that I know hey, it's a possibility, to it on a Friday before he ain't gonna listen to it during that two weeks. <laughs> No, I'm saying is that now that I know it's a possibility, I will try and listen to it and see if I can actually form a decent opinion about it. I am curious. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. I think, so you've never actually listened to it, is that what you're telling me? What, Nickelback? Yeah. Oh, when those songs come on, I hit skip. I don't even listen to it. Never made it as a wise man. Skip. Yeah. You, yeah. you ain't going to make it as a wise man in my mind either, so. Wow. Wow. <laughs> The hate is real. It's like the it's like when Creed comes on. It's like that. Uh, I agree skip. now. Creed sucks. <laughs> I agree hundred percent with that. Oh, but the minute I hear that voice from Nickelback, done. Yeah. So, but there's a modern rock wow. version of those guys that that I know you guys don't listen to this kind of music, but the band Bastille. I feel the exact same way about them. I just cannot stand that guy's voice. Just like skip every time it comes on. Change the channel immediately. Yeah, Nickelback Bastille. just he always seems like a. They don't sing. He seems like he's trying too hard when he sings, and it frustrates me. It's like you don't need to sing so enthusiastically like this because it's not in your wheelhouse. You know, calm down a little bit and sing the song properly. So there is some nostalgia with their music. I'll give them that. Yeah, anyway. if you listen to the lyrics and stuff on it. But yeah, regardless, we're doing Brian Adams. So totally oh, yeah. off course. Sorry, Jimmy. I thought you'd be more into Brian Adams than you would Nickelback. Hell no. So. This is pop rock at its worst. Would you rather have been Nickelback? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'd rather do Nickelback 100% because I actually like those guys as a band. Really? I'm like, switching mean, it again. <laughs> no, we're not switching it. We're doing Brian Adams. But I, I'm you just going to kinda, you, you guys are going I'm feeling kind of bad opinion. now because I feel like I'm the bad guy now for not, uh, no, not going no, no, Nickelback. No, 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 no. But see, there, it's it's kind of the lesser of two evils. I love this because one of you is going to hate one of one of you is going to hate the other. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I just I never have like we need Brian that. Adams. We need some hate in this podcast, guys. You need to throw some negativity <laughs> out the window there, man. Yeah, I so. just I, don't, I just hate I hate, I hate to shoot will, anybody's pick down. I really do. I hate to. Do I will. That. I, hate uh, to do that. I will. I mean, I'll just give you an honest listen on it, guys. Well, it's, it's my pick, my, and I don't mind. Not my, so I'm good either way. Well, Never just like keep Nickelback in the back pocket, and we'll we'll eventually get back to that one eventually and try it out too. Okay, let's just do that. Let's <laughs> try Nickelback on a two week break. Let's try that. How's that let's, sound? That's okay, Lord. two weeks that. of Nickelback instead of one. That's what you need. That's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> gonna be all, that's what I'm gonna be needing, man. All right, nah. let's let's wrap it. All right, let's wrap this thing up, <laughs> Anthony. What do you got going on this week? Uh, getting back to Buffett. I'm off the Summer of Live stuff now. I'm back to regular regular schedule programming. So uh, this is just diving into some stuff I found throughout the summer on Jimmy Buffett and articles and some music and things of that nature. And you know that guy's worth almost a billion dollars now? Yeah. I, believe I, that? Uh, if you'd watched that video that. I sent you the other night, you would have seen that. But you oh, yeah. Yeah. immediately yeah. shut it down. <laughs> no, I'm not watching any negativity. Come on now. There wasn't negative, negative, though, negative about man. That, that was the thing. Or not. I know. It was all positive. It was a really good video. Yeah. The dude, man, the dude knows how to make a buck. <laughs> I mean, I can only say. If he knows he knows how to sell it, he does it, man. He's like a businessman more than a musician sometimes, you know. He's so good at what he does. I mean, he's got this two sided self that man that most That's most cool. artists like this should not be this good at business. They shouldn't be. But but he's amazing at it. So anyways. 
So that's what I'm getting into oh, this yeah. week. There's a couple of articles. One's dealing with his sort of business empire and what he's done and things like that. So that's where it's in my in my brain. So, and how Excellent. like basically Margaritaville Cafe came to be and how he started to sell his own T-shirts and stuff and that sort of thing. So I thought it was an interesting article. So I thought I'd share it. That's awesome. I love it, little JB. All right, brother. All right, guys. Let's wrap this thing up for the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anna. And this is it. Back down.